Today on the Sales Life Podcast. Criticism is easy. Putting in the work is hard. And anything you do to get better at your craft is that one more mentality. So if it's one extra rep, if it's one extra shot, one more of anything is more significant than a thousand pieces of criticism. All right, TSL, let's get it. Welcome to another episode of The Sales Life. I'm your host, Marsh Bice. And The Sales Life is just not for those in the sales profession. It's for those who are building the life skills of selling. Because some of us make a living in the sales profession. But all of us are making a life at selling. And it's selling our way through life. If you're not in the sales profession, you are still selling. I'll take the 23 years of the skills that I've learned in the sales profession and help you apply those to every area of your life. So that way you can have more, do more, and be more. So happy that you're back here with me for another episode. If this is your first time here, man, welcome. If you've been here a time or 10, (laughs) welcome back, man. And today, man, we're going to riff out of Chris Bosch's amazing book, uh, Letters to a Young Athlete. The first time I heard the name of the book, I was like, letters to a young athlete. Well, that might not apply to me. But this is one of those books that maybe from Chris Bosch's vantage point was written for, because he was an athlete. He was an NBA champion. And so he wrote these for young athletes that are coming up to kind of pave the road for them. But I, I think the book really took a strange turn for him. And maybe I don't, I don't think it was anything of his doing, I, I would venture to say. But it's one of those books that can be applied to every area of your life. Whether you're an athlete or whether you're a business athlete or a parent athlete. We're all athletes. We're all in motion. We're all striving to be, become champions. Chris Bosch is no stranger to criticism. <laughs> I mean, in order to become a two-time world champion, 11-time NBA All-Star, Hall of Famer, and have his jersey retired in the rafters for the NBA's Miami Heat, it came with a lot of criticism. You don't get all those accolades without having a lot of criticism that goes along with it. So using his book as a framework, I want to change your relationship with criticism. Criticism should be handled, not held. Many times what we do is we hold the criticism for far too long, and it seeps into our pores. And it sinks our potential. It sinks our personality. And it sinks the person that you were destined to become. And that's so sad. And I don't want that for you. So on today's episode, man, we're going to change that relationship with criticism. And criticism... It's one of the 10 C's. There are 10 core skills that you already have access to in your life 
that you must have and you must cultivate to be successful, both in the sales profession and selling your way through life. And this is very fitting for this episode because it falls within one of the 10 C's. And it's a big one, man. What do we do with the criticism? What's our relationship with criticism? And criticism, man, it's not all bad. It's not. But you have to categorize criticism. And you really got to tell criticism who's boss. And many times, man, we, uh, we let criticism be a bully in our life. We let it kind of just punch us around. And we're not going to do that anymore. Bosch's words, criticism is a tax that you pay on success. And the more successful you are, the more you got to pay. So be thankful that you're facing criticism. That's a good thing, man. Because it means that you're on the radar. It means that you're worth being talked about. But you got to change your relationship with criticism. And you do this in three different ways. You got to create a budget for it. You got to filter it. And then you got to put some placement on a criticism. So let's roll out with it. The first part is, have you created a budget for criticism? If criticism is the tax that you pay on success, then like any tax bill, man, you got to create a budget for it. I mean, think about it in your own personal life. You got to file your taxes. And every year, there's an assessment on how well you did. The more successful you are, the more taxes you're going to have to pay. So you got to allow and create space knowing that because you had such a good year, because you're so successful, I may have to pay more taxes. Same thing. You've got to create some margin. You got to give it a little bit of room for the tax of criticism that will be assessed on your success. It's a good thing. Create margin for that. And many times we, we try to work on thin margins. We have no margin. <laughs> so we want to be successful, yet we want just a little bit of criticism. Don't criticize me. Now create it, man. Create some space for it. So if you're having to create more margin for the criticism that's coming in, then that's a notation that you're doing better. And that's a tax that I'm willing to pay on the success. The second thing you have to do with changing your relationship with criticism is you got to filter it, man. Bosch writes, filtering criticism is much like filtering out where you get your news from. And listening to criticism the right way takes intelligence and a cultivating of the mind. You ever think about that? How ignorant are we to just discrediting the, the criticism that comes in? And you cut yourself off from the growth. And you've got to learn to filter the criticism. 
But if you listen to it in the right way, it takes intelligence. And it takes a cultivating of your mind. You have to think of it like your garden. And when you go weed your flower bed, you don't pull up everything in the flower bed. You don't pull up the bushes and everything else. You pull up what doesn't belong there, right? So you pull up the weeds. You pull up the roots from the grass from your yard that's trying to make inroads into your flower bed and come up through the mulch. You pull all that out. You're cultivating your flower bed. And that's the same thing, man, you got to do in your life. So the, as the criticism comes in, it's coming into my flower bed. And I filter it. This doesn't belong. This doesn't belong. This doesn't belong. So you learn how to filter it. You don't let it minimize you. You don't let criticism wash all over you either. See, many times that's what we do. The criticism comes in and we just, it's like we're just, uh, and it just washes all over us and we do nothing with it. Criticism does not mean that you sit there and be passive about it. Criticism and changing your relationship with it means that you put some action with it. It's just like the flower bed. You start cultivating what belongs, what doesn't belong. And then you begin to filter it based on who it's coming from and how it can make you better. Who's this coming from? Someone who's criticized me. Are they, are they worth me listening to? And is the criticism coming in that'll make me better? Now, there are times, man, in your life where the criticism is warranted, <laughs> even though you don't like the source, even though you don't like where it's coming from. But strands of it are true. Like when Bosch was playing, there's many times, man, he got criticized that he stopped that night. And even though it came from a troll on Twitter, that guy was right. So what do you do, man, when the criticism, even though you don't like the source, but some of it's true, what do you do with it? Well, you got to put the criticism, which is the third point. How do I put criticism in its proper place? It's tough, man. And Bosch writes, there's a big difference between not liking criticism and imagining it'll all go away. There's a big difference between that. See, you cannot like the criticism, but you still put in the work. And many times where people go wrong is they try to prove the doubters wrong. And they imagine that it'll all go away. And in an effort to silence the critics, what they'll do is they'll spend so much negative energy proving their worth. When your worth is actually in the work, the work that you put in is not to prove the doubters wrong. You're going to spend a lot of energy. Bosch said he spent hours on social media trying to prove the doubters wrong. He's like, man, why are these people coming at me? Like, they don't even know me. 
And he spent so much time when he said, instead, what I could have been doing is I could have been working on my craft. I could have been putting action in books, in the gym, in my techniques. Those are the things that I should have been doing. So imagining that it'll all go away, don't fool yourself for a minute that it'll all go away. You don't want it to go away because if it goes away, then that means you've allowed the criticism to minimize you and you've shrunk and you're trying to just be under the radar. Let the flames get high. Let the doubters say what they're going to say. They're going to talk about you anyway. Give them something to talk about. So everything that you do, Bosch says, is not to prove the doubters wrong. Because those are just words. You put in the work. You're the one who goes to the gym. Because criticism, if you do it right, if you're successful, is never going to go away. It's a tax. It's the rent that you pay on success. And the rent's due every day. That's why I say, man, the dues are in your due. The D-U-E-S are in what you do. What's the effort that you put in? The rent's due every day. And there are going to be times, man, where the criticism is going to mount up. What do you do? How do you handle that? When the criticism is coming not only from the outside, but it's also churning on the inside. What do you do with all that negative energy? You fall into your craft. Oh, bro, I love that. How do you deal with the negative energy? Chris Bosch says, you fall into your craft. The way to get it out of your head is to get it into the gym. And you put work into getting better. It's what you do. How often do you fall into your craft? So when you fall into your craft, that means that you're putting the action into the gym. You're putting it actively into books, into videos, into techniques. See, you're putting some productive energy into it. And that's going to start squelching all that negative energy that's trying to churn up. Burn it out. But you burn it out productively. Snoop Dogg said, man, when critics come at me and they say the last album I put out was trash, the last movie or, or show that I did is trash. He said, you know what I do? I'll come back with more. I go back to the lab and I bring another episode. I bring another song. I'm bringing something else. And most people don't even do that. What most people do is they try to become strategic and they become selective. They go into the shadows. And they work behind the scene. Oh, I'm working on my craft. And I'm only going to peep out once I got a hit. Only to put out there what you think is a success, what you think is a masterpiece. And the critics squash it. It's where people go wrong. It's because they become selective on what they reveal, on what they put out there. When what you need to do is, you just need to bring another episode. You need to bring something else. You're not selective. You're just bringing more. The louder the criticism, the more work you should put in. 
Bashin's the chapter. We're going to end this episode with this. Criticism is easy. Putting in the work is hard. And anything you do to get better at your craft is that one more mentality. So if it's one extra rep, if it's one extra shot, one more of anything is more significant than a thousand pieces of criticism. Criticism is the tax that you pay on success. Be sure and share today's episode with someone who needs to hear this one. Thank you for being a part of the sales life. Remember the greatest sale that you will ever make is to sell you on you because you're more than enough. Never settle. Keep selling. Stay in the sales life.